listening to The Subtle Forces. I am your host, Anja, not Anja Seeger. And today, I have a conversation with poet Kevon Cortez-Jones, a.k.a. KJ. And we had our conversation sitting on the bleachers in a park. And I have to invest in a better quality recorder one of these days. I hope the high noise emitted by my recorder is not too irritating, but if you can cut through it, I think you'll really enjoy this interview with lovely, lovely KJ. What is the meaning of life? I feel like I used to uh, I used to have when I was a kid looking at TV screen watching the religious guy talk or whatever. I used to wonder in my head. I used to cry about this. I used to wonder like, why was there supposed to be anything? Like, why are we? Like, why? Like, why are we even here? And I look at myself like, it's like, like it's like why? Why do? Why do I look like this? Uh, like who? Like who wrote? Who wrote like all this? our organs like who who put all this together like why are we even here why was there supposed to be like anything why is there why isn't just nothing you know but there's something but there's something and i feel like um after the big bang or whatever things just kind of like cultivated and we uh it's amazing how 200 thousand years just out of like Africa look at what all we've done it's crazy like and I feel like human potential is limitless because we invented all this stuff to facilitate everything that we want to become so it's easy right if you want to become a great writer we invented all these books and we taught folks like like how to write and how to become a dentist we we built all these things physically to make things much more easier for us to do that's why human potential is uh limitless we can become anything you can become anything because we we invented everything because we're human right mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's why we're limitless it sounds it sounds very deep and fancy but we're limitless because everything all around us was was built by us we just had to take it out of the ground and cook it and weld it to facilitate that specific thing that we want to do and become and we gave it a name football a scientist a writer all the thing all the materials that we use to do those things we're like oh we invented that too so and it just keeps going back we made something out of nothing yes yes a poem lake michigan um i'm a i'm a lonesome soul so this piece is just to being lonely and with my thoughts. I never been to the ocean before, but have let Lake Michigan douse me with its radiance. 
I've dipped my feet in its glacial wine Whether with a beauteous muse or by myself Sometimes I love to be alone Trapped in an echo chamber of ambient soothsayers Curled up into a fortune cookie on the lukewarm sand With the curtains closed Eyes are windows to the soul I become beautifully imprisoned in myself Upon a cathartic altitude we couldn't achieve A younger me takes flight on a white pegasus And soars throughout my soul's Apollonian Alps Peers over every precipice Drinks out every crystal waterfall Rest under every weeping willow As I idly stare at the ocean No wait the lake But everyone knows This body of blue Is an ocean to us Milwaukeeans Everyone knows This body of blue Is Cream City's life How will we brew our beer without it? How sad will our summers be If we were to bike, walk, beach cruise Across Lake Drive and not see it? What would New Year's polar bear plunge be without it? If we would plunge into a mucky chasm of sewage Orange beverages and empty PBR Cans. Flashes of toxic phosphanes would temporarily blind us. We would go home sad and drink the year away. But how can we even inebriate our sadness without its existence? Milwaukee without Lake Michigan is a rose without rain. A collectivo with no coffee. A packer gang with no celebratory Lambo leap. A brewer gang with no bratwurst. If you go to the top of Reservoir Park, you will see Lake Michigan's horizon is a ribbon of indigo tying the city together. Grab your pair more by the hand and inhale the city's felicity. Sit on the dewy grass and let the changing season sing for you. The world is going to end one day when Cream City goes silent, when the downtown buildings start to implode one by one, when city buses and cars are buried under concrete ash and rubble, when the street lights flash yellow, when the city washes away. We will have to run for our lives into the inland sea with only the clothes on our backs, with only peace, love, and cheese clogged in our hearts. Remember, Lake Michigan lets Milwaukee know how beautiful she is. Every morning, the electric phoenix spreads its wings. Take care of your water. Yeah. Thanks. Um, is that, that's like a newer one. That's five years old. All my stuff is five years old. I haven't written a narration in five years. Hmm. So that's uh, five years old. Um, I realized that I stretched my syllables because I just need more time. I need more time to take a breath to get to the next line. <laughs> but I love how it sounds. Yeah. Yeah. In my head, it just sounds like... It just sounds annoying every time I listen to myself. Because mm. I know my voice. But then uh, I've just built the habit of listening to myself. I'm happy people like my voice more than more than I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think if you had like a radio show or, and you were just hearing your voice all the time, you would probably come to love it. Yes. Yeah. Maybe. I think it just takes a while. I know I was like disconcerted when I first heard my voice a lot, but then when I had like a weekly show with Freesia, I started to like really appreciate hearing my voice after a while. I think it's just the way people, um, some of the kids say, KJ, you sound like a girl. Why do you, why do you talk like that? I remember one time one of the boys was like, KJ, why do you sound so soft? Why do you speak like that? And I was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, shut up, Jojo. What are you? What are you, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> and they looked at me like. Took a step back. But I do this voice a lot better after I have like a hard cider or some water. I feel like I'm just. Uh, I bet it's better earlier in the morning. Yes. <clears throat> Wake up in the morning. And again, I'm hearing this voice in my head and now outside. So it sounds different. You know yes. I mean? So my voice is like literally echoing through my head. 
oh yeah and you hear it on, you only hear it on the outside yeah yeah your voice definitely sounds differently in your head than it does yeah recorded yeah. <laughs> and it's fun to scare kids with like i compare this voice to like this voice this i love voice. i love your voice because it always sounds like an incantation and i always oh, feel like thanks. i i get drift into like a um like a sort of a trance oh, when thanks. I hear you delivering your poetry and uh, you know a lot of um, it just sounds spiritual you know and thanks. and it and doesn't matter that it's like a little higher it just I think it just sounds like yeah. you're you're more in tuned you're more sensitive to things yeah 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 and I don't and I don't mind that now I I know it's not the the manly or the masculine thing to do like I'm I'm, I'm not afraid to to show my emotions I've, no. cr- I've cried in front of people in front of women or um, I'll just start singing I'll just speak <laughs> like this all the time I just have to be really really conscious of what I'm doing <laughs> I mean the first time I meet a group of people I'll just uh, I'll just do this and they will have anything else to yeah. go on I'm constantly in tug of war like um, being of being the victim and feeling like the criminal I am a victim of racism at the same time, people look at me and say, I'm the problem. I was like, although I know who I am, like, I'm, I'm KJ, I'm Kavan, I'm not. <laughs> I, 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 just, I just happen to be black. I would still be the same person, even if I was white or mm-hmm. Asian or Middle Eastern. I just happen to be born. Yeah. <laughs> I would still be the same asshole sometimes. I would still write poetry. I would still be biking. I just happen to be black and it comes with all that or maybe i just think it comes with all that of course it comes with all that right white people walk around and like they own the place right like all the time it's fun being black it's fun it's fun i'm happy i was born in into this it's into into this race and culture i i don't want to let my uh blackness uh be a curse like uh gordon park said the don't let your blackness be a curse you know uh the photographer Mm. like walk Walk, walk through those doors uh, as as you are. Um, although race is a component in what we do, uh, Jordan Park says there was there was there was white people who did them wrong. There was black people who did them wrong, and like seeing who Gordon Parks is, um, like he was he was just he was just Gordon Parks. He was he just happened to be black. Yeah, <laughs> he would still be the same person even if he was white or. It might have been easier for him if he was white, but maybe people might not know who he is, particularly if uh, if he was white. But because he's black, it's like, oh, he's he's a uh, he's amazing, you know. Um, I remember listening to a podcast with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Someone told, someone said to him, like, hey, Neil deGrasse Tyson, if you were white, no one would care who you are. <laughs> so I guess I guess in a lot of ways, in in kind of like a negative, because of the whole negative backdrop of who black people are, you are seen more when you do something great as coming a great photographer or a great astrophysicist because you are black and you do have that history of slavery and racism people see you more than um you're allowed to be outstanding you might be outstanding um anyways regardless of race but it's so much more competitive but when suddenly you come in a rapper that everyone's like, "Oh, you're different," yeah, then then it then they notice you more and maybe they'll appreciate what makes you outstanding. Yes. More. Yes. So, so it can actually be like a, a benefit sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's like what you're saying. Like, uh, like if Neil deGrasse Tyson was white, I feel like he would um 
he would still be he would still be the same old person that he is. He's, he'd be like an amiable professor somewhere, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he's he's just he's just so like I I listen to him talk sometimes. Like this dude is like the smartest person in the world in the way he thinks. He's delightful to listen I'm to. I'm like, what is going on? It's great to see black people who talk and look like that. And, and I think about LeVar Burton. I think of LeVar Burton. Like I. Uh, he's not. He's not black. He's he's Levar Burton, right? Yeah. Oprah is not. Oprah is not black. She's Oprah. Yeah. Obama. I don't know. Because he they, was he was black enough. Right. 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 Although he was raised by his white mom. Right. And like, <laughs> but like every time you hear about Obama, it's always like the first black president, and it's, yeah. it's never like oh president. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He just he just happens to be black. Barack Obama will still be the same person he was, even if. Even if he was uh, white, you know, I feel, you know, he, and there's there's half black and half white people who mostly look white, but he, but because he looks like this very dominant black man, like everyone's like, oh yeah, I'm still amazed that he won, you know. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Because my step, I remember my stepdad. He was in his sixties. That's like years like they're they're gonna kill this dude because they did that to Martin Luther King and and JFK. Oh, and, I was nervous. I was nervous. Yes, I was. I was nervous too. Listening to my stepdad talk, about, I was like, "Are they going to kill? They're going to kill them, right?" I was pretty sure they were too. Yeah. Because and like I'll tell you because I was in college when he was running for president. Yeah. And I went to a Obama rally. It was winter. He was speaking at this place in Kansas City, and it was so cold. Me and my friends were just like our feet were falling apart that was just just so icy and so we broke into this building that obama was speaking in and we weren't supposed to be able to break yeah. into the building but yeah, of not, course but like we easily easily navigated our way into this building found a radiator and hanged our socks against the radiator and in that moment i was terrified i was like if some of us yeah had broken into this building that like the future president of the united states yeah. is in speaking how hard would it be for someone with bad intentions to yeah. break into this building and exactly. just like kill him yes exactly <laughs> it's i feel like i feel like it's amazing that he like he's still alive yeah, he was like I feel. I feel like there hasn't been that big of a a black personality in the United States since like a Dr. King and Malcolm X. Like, like all of them were killed. I'm so comfortable. Like everywhere I go, I feel like I can go anywhere in the world and just feel comfortable with where and who I am. One of the one things I love about myself, besides writing, being an amazing writing performer and biking, I'm so good at like connecting with anyone. I yes. feel like, and I'm just like, universe. Why did why did you why did you give me why did you choose me to give all these passions, all these gifts and passions to, and like and who is going and who is going to wake up and realize like this guy is like amazing. Why am I passing up on him? Type of thing. Yeah. I'm always so alone and looking and looking for things to write about, looking for my next potential mate. But like I'm kind of like why aren't why aren't they seeing me? Why do I have to try sometimes? Should we uh, make a list of all the things that you love about Kavan? Think oh sure. Um, make sure you pull my ear. Let the let the air out after this. Um, <laughs> <Angela>. <laughs> Let's make your head really big. All right. Things I love about KJ. I love how um, I love how I can be. I'm genuine. I can be uh, I can be open and 
honest with people, I am so great at just finding connections and it happens. I'm so great at going with my first instinct and just going. Like the moment you get that first instinct, you gotta do it. Three, two, one, you gotta go. And um, I'm great at um, putting a light on people's faces. I put, a light, I put a lot of lights on people's faces from a distance. Like, hey, KJ, I saw you on your bike. There you go. And I'm so happy, one of my gifts is I'm so happy that I know who I am at this age. I am able to live the life that I was deprived of as a kid into my adulthood. Because I couldn't go camping. KJ, you're, you're, you can't, you're 17, you live in my house. You can't go to Paris uh, in, in French class. I couldn't afford to do that stuff. KJ, you're in, you're in third grade. They, they're, they're, trying to, they're trying to make you guys grow up a bit too fast. You can't go camping. I, I never went camping in kindergarten, middle, elementary school. I never went on the, the big um, trips to, to Paris or, or Spain because I didn't have the money. And my parents just thought, they just they they were um they were they were sheltering us in so many ways and so when I turned 19, I was like I can do and become whatever I want now, and with all those notebooks, you were to see my notebooks, it was all it was all just building up to this moment. Ever since I, I was I felt like I was I was born with this gift, to to connect with people, and um. It's it's really scary to think about how um, special I am. To the world and it's nice to know that um after all those years people will appreciate me now because I couldn't articulate that appreciation when I was um when I was from kindergarten to 19 and now people people see and want to uh, be around me I am the um the black inner city kid who escaped who I am the black uh, kid who escaped the inner city with his passion and charm this whole time I thought I was seeing somebody else in the coffee shops all around town but it was me the whole time like the 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 um the skeletal gloves the the ACL you had the leather jacket the biking like when I was little I will always I will always see that person on this bike going past Riverside and Dr. King Elementary and like now into the future. Oh, that was me. That was me the whole time. I still see the person that I'm going to be in the future all around me. He's just always hiding in my peripheral. And I still, I, when I go back in coffee shops, I see the person you were eight years ago and what Freesha was eight years ago inside Brood and what Keith, Keith was with us. Yes. And who he was years ago. And like, and now when we come back here years from now, I'm going to be able to see who you were. And I get to see um, where Blaine and you were at inside uh, Kickapoo Coffee and, um, and, to, and to make those memories. I, get, I am making all the memories that I missed out on in my elementary, middle school, and high school years into my adulthood. I and really so, relate to that. And so it's all coming so It all came so fast after in eight years. It was all happening so fast. And I'm just like, whoa, because I was surprised of so much because my mom and my dad just didn't, didn't have the right mindset to, to think in a different way and to want something better. I think when themselves. you have a, a hard childhood, yeah. you dedicate your whole adult life to living in the way that you always wished you could as a child. Yes, yes. And um, 
Like I, ha I have no kids, you know, I have no college debt. I am aligned with my passion and, and purpose. And um, and the, and the time in the day that I, in the day that I get um, married potentially, like all all the all the, the the baristas and the people who work at the at the hotel and the people who are going to be at my wedding, all those people are going to be like working for me now, and I'm not I'm not I'm not let I'm not left out, like I am the I am the, I will be her and I will be the center of attention in that moment. I, I kind it's kind of hard to describe like um I meet people I meet I meet the people I meet people from their past from my friends past it's kind of hard to describe from middle and high school I haven't exactly articulated I had it I had it earlier like back in February but I think the base is I get to live the life that I was deprived of deprived of into my adulthood when I was younger it's sort of like a um like a merry-go-round or something and sometimes you're up and sometimes you're down but we're all on the merry-go-round yes and we have to take care of each other and when someone is in a dark or less developed place we have to find ways to lift them up and by doing so we lift each other all up and we can all see our uh, previous selves and our future selves yes all in each other because yeah. we are all like one organism in yes. different bodies yes yes and being on the playground uh with the kids at, at anywhere at maryland montessori or penfield montessori it's like though the i i still i still feel like i am i still feel like i am that age and and seeing that i in the in the in the kids' eyes, I can connect. Um, I can connect each one of those some of those kids to some of the people that I know and who they uh, remind me of. Mm, you can kind of guess what their childhoods were like when you get to see children in action. Yes, I can. I can. I can connect. <laughs> I can connect by my my adult friends or acquaintances. Um, I can connect these kids to my adult friends, and I get to see who these adults were through these kids eyes what yes. kind of a child do you yes. think i was uh <laughs> i feel like i feel like you're very um very quiet maybe um very very uh uh flamboyant i don't know can you be both yeah quiet and flamboyant just just very kind of chill i feel like you were just you were just kind of like la 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 going through the uh playground going through the uh what they call it jungle gym just all on in your own little world i feel like well, who is um the future kj uh the future kj um okay i guess if i look back in the past and think about the present i, I could figure out the future maybe um the future kj will be much more uh, confident, even more confident, and pro probably probably married. I hope much more, much better with kids. Working working with kids, I feel like working this job at Penfield. I found my passion and purpose. I'm. I feel like I'm. I'm like I'm really good with kids. I feel like uh, the future KJ will be hopefully alive. I don't know. I don't know.
So I'm just saying the first thing that comes to my head. Mm-hmm. Hopefully alive and in breathing and I will not have to try too hard for folks to see me. And even now people are beginning to see that, that I never needed them. I, I, I was going to fulfill my dreams. I was going to pursue my dreams and I was going to fulfill my dreams whether certain people like and support me or not in mm-hmm. in Milwaukee. And so and um for the for people who who's ever laughed at me or gave me a hard time, you listen to the essence of cool or the love letter to Milwaukee, they are silence. They are light years behind me and they will never catch up. That's what they that's what they get for that's where the fire comes from. It's like you laugh at me, give me a hard time. I just I'm just pedaling on my bike faster to um, to 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 show you that um, okay yeah and a lot of the kids a lot of the folks I grew up with in middle and high school who were popular or whatever they have they have kids now you know they don't have a lot of free time I have all this free time and they get to do whatever I want now you know what I mean. I think uh, you would appreciate this. The other day I was at work and I was putting a bunch of clothes in a pile and someone, one of my colleagues from the warehouse came up to me and she saw the ring on my finger and she was like, wait, you're married? And I was like, yeah. She was like, but you're fun. And I was like, yeah, yeah I'm fun. She was like, married people aren't supposed to be fun. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, you know, I feel like uh, you being you being who you are and and like being an artist, like I feel like it's for me. It's so cool to know you. And I think I think people knowing who we are, and they're like, oh, these two people know each other, you know, and they're from totally different, yeah, totally different worlds. We've known each other for years. Yeah. Now, we might be from different realms of Milwaukee, but like we're of the same people. We're artists. Yes. And artists find each other and artists are a clan yeah. of them their own their, yeah. their own group thank you to kj for sitting with me for two hours and talking into my crappy recorder, which I will replace, I promise. If you enjoyed this show, I encourage you to like, follow, subscribe to us, write a review on whatever listening platform you're tuning in from. It helps us to expand to new ears. And remember, when encountering any subtle force, you have both logic and feelers with which to interpret it.